The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. We do the digging so you don't have to. We've got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bringing you the biggest stories from the industry you care about. This is the Media Noise Podcast. Well, let's hear it. Now, here's your host, Dimitri Ravanos. Well, I need to start by thanking you for last week. Uh, the episode with Bomani Jones turns out to be one of our most listened to episodes ever. Very rarely is Media Noise one of the most visited things on the site, but that was the case last week. So thank you very much uh, for coming to that. This week, I have another one guest episode. Now, it's not like Bomani where we are talking about his career and what is coming up next, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just talking to Andy Mazur today, and it is because there is no bigger news in the world of broadcasting or media than the musical chairs that are going on right now with NFL broadcasts and NFL broadcasters. So I decided rather than do, you know, six minutes of this and four minutes of something else, let's just sit down with Andy Mazur, talk to a guy that has been in these broadcast uh, rights discussions before, and figure out where we're going and what is next for the NFL broadcasting discussion. There is nobody better to have on this week than Andy Mazur, so I'm going to keep Andy on this entire time. Andy, you wrote a piece about the uh, Mm -hmm. musical chairs of the broadcast industry that is going on right now in the NFL. We just saw Troy Aikman and Joe Buck both get mega salaries uh, from ESPN to make the move over to Monday Night Football. As we are recording this, nothing is done yet with Al Michaels, but we believe he is going to be Kirk Herbstreet's partner on Thursday night football. That leaves Fox still uh, up for grabs. And I guess technically uh, things are still up for grabs at NBC, although it seems likely that uh, Collinsworth is going to stay at least one more year before they make a real decision about overhauling Sunday night football any further than they have already. It's dizzying, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> the carousel just is spinning and it's spinning and spinning and uh, certain guys are getting off at certain stops. And, I, you know, I, I think this just kind of shows you the uh, the amount of uh, value that ESPN places on the Monday Night Football franchise. You know, not to say that the guys that were doing it before were doing a, a good job because I thought they were doing a fine job. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you get that shiny new toy and you pay that toy a lot of money and you expect a lot of people to tune in because you've got that toy. You know, I get that. And, you know, with uh, the fact that Buck and Aikman have been together for so long, it, you know, it's a natural thing to bring them both at the same time. There's there's no need to wait out chemistry because it's been there for 20 plus years. Right. So, I, I you know, I understand. The, I understand the whole thing there. You know, but I, I don't want to hear, you know, networks crying poor because this is ridiculous <laughs> about the, the amount of money that they're throwing. I mean, it's like the baseball owners saying, oh, no, we get, we look at our books, but they won't show us the books. Right. Uh, you know, we're losing money at biblical proportions is what the guy here in Chicago says. And then he goes and drives to buy a, a, a football club in, in Chelsea. So, I mean, I, I don't want to hear about it anymore, but I, I get I get why this is going on. I kind of do feel bad, as I mentioned in my piece that, uh, you know, Steve Levy and and Lewis Riddick and, and now Brian Greasy, who, who bolted for the NFL on a coaching job, uh, aren't going to get to do the main job. They'll probably get to do the backup uh, stuff because ESPN has a few more games this year. Uh, you know, the so those mega salaries, let's talk about uh, Aikman and Buck for a second. Aikman is getting $18 million a year. Buck is believed to be getting uh, $12.5 million a year. I mean, those are monstrous salaries. And one of the things that jumps out to me is – 
you know, is paying that much necessary? I mean, not really, although, you know, with the eight or excuse me, with the Romo deal a couple of years ago, we are now in a different stratosphere. What it's doing, though, really, this is a PR payment, right? Like ESPN is not ESPN without live games and they aren't live games. A, if they're not shelling out big money for rights, but B, if they are not showing those partners, particularly the NFL, NBA, and SEC, and Big Ten as we get ready for those rights deals, that they really matter. And that's what bringing Aikman and Buck over is supposed to do. It's supposed to show Roger Goodell and the NFL, you are our top priority. Yeah, there's an old saying that uh, you're not overpaid if someone's willing to pay it. Exactly. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, uh, th- those guys at ESPN are throwing money around like, uh, you know, like the little saltine crackers are very easy to throw. <laughs> and, you know, I think that uh, you, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's got a lot to do with PR, but it's got a lot more to do with, I think, the franchise of Monday Night Football, which has kind of gone through some tumultuous times. Yeah. You know, it really has. It's not the same product that it used to be. And, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, there's so much more to watch. I mean, now you got the Manning cast, you've got other things that you can that you can watch. And, you know, now there's Thursday night football and then sometimes you get Saturday night football. I mean, you get you get enough football for your week. Sometimes you, you by Monday, you're fried. Uh, you don't want to watch it, especially if you're not watching a good a good game or a good matchup. And at so, least for one week, we're going to get a Friday night football this yeah, year. If, exactly. Yeah. If uh, is it uh, Amazon that wants the I think Black it is, Friday yeah. game? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, I mean. There's so much going on out there right now. And then I think that, uh, you know, it is partially PR and it's, I think, partially the franchise, uh, not just the, I guess, not just Monday Night Football, but also the NFL because it's it's the biggest paying customer they have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rob Parker of Fox Sports Radio and of Deadspin pointed out this week uh, that all of these salaries seem to be going to guys that look exactly the same. Like it is, there's a lot of white <laughs> guys in line for these mega paychecks. Yeah. And it's a fair criticism. You put out this piece where you were sort of handicapping what the race is for uh, that, that, I mean, you, you handicapped three different spots, but let's talk about that Fox spot specifically since it is still open. And since we've heard Michael Strahan uh, is amongst the favorites to land that job. He would be the only black man in a position on a prime uh, NFL broadcast. I think it would be a home run in terms of somebody that is charismatic and can do the job. I also wonder, is charismatic valuable in the booth the way it is in the studio? Like, I, I think this mega paycheck could definitely be money well spent on Michael Strahan, but he may already be in the right place. You know, I kind of think he is, and uh, it would be it's it's a shame in in some respects because you know you would like to see him get an opportunity to get into the booth. I, I think he's better served where he is right now, especially I mean, with that guy's schedule. Just real quick, let's let's add the caveat of he may be better served to stay in the studio if being in the booth is what he wants at all. Like we haven't heard him true. say one way or the other. That's very true. I mean, and you know, again, his schedule. I mean, I right. I wouldn't want that schedule. I mean, you're, you're in Hollywood one day, you're in New York the next. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no thanks. I mean, I, I've I've flown enough miles in my life to to say, yeah, I don't think I w- would want to do that. Uh, there's there's also something to me. I mentioned it earlier, and it's chemistry in the broadcast booth, which you know, when you're you're putting a number one team together, you can't really. <laughs> you can't wait for it to, to manifest itself. I mean, yeah. I think that I think Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson right now have that little oomph. They have that chemistry. They know each other's rhythms and cadences. They know when, uh, you know, Kevin should shut up and, and Greg should talk and <laughs> vice versa when Greg should shut up and, and Kevin should talk. I, I think that's a great team. I think, and as number two, they got a great showcase 
uh, last year, I thought they, they had some pretty big games from what I recall and did a, did a bang up job. I mean, I think that that's, uh, you know, really nice. Now, listen, if we're going to go outside the box, you know, talk about Strahan, I mentioned in my piece as well, Mina Kimes. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, look, I did a piece on her, uh, you know, last year with uh, or earlier in the year with uh, the L.A. Rams when she was doing some uh, some uh, color commentating with uh, uh, Keep Talib and also with uh, Andrew Siciliano. And I thought she was fantastic. I thought she offered a lot into the broadcast. And you know what? I mean, if you're going to make a splash, you know, that's that's a nice way to you know jump into the swimming pool. I mean, she's she's pretty good. I mean, and I think that she has earned a lot of respect the way she's handled herself, first of all, yeah. uh, not only with the job, but how she's handled Jeff Garcia in particular, <laughs> uh, you know, firing back at her for not having played in the NFL. Okay. Well, she never would, wouldn't have had the opportunity, first of all. So how, how can you hold that against somebody who's never really going to have an opportunity to do that? I mean, it, it, and know? notice Jeff Garcia had nothing to say about Kirk Herbstreet never having played yeah. in the NFL when he got very uh, much. Yeah. signed to Thursday Night Football. I will say, so along the lines of Mina, um, I guess Strahan to a point, although Strahan is on Sunday studio programming, so maybe he doesn't fall into this realm. I have noticed this for the last, Jesus, however many years we've gone through this dance with Monday Night Football alone. There seems to be a real premium on people that have done this job before. And I'm not saying that doesn't make sense. I get it. But if ESPN wanted to make a splash in the Monday Night Football booth, I've been pounding this table for years. You have Randy Moss on the payroll already. None of the other guys, yes, there are Hall of Famers on other, you know, Aikman is a great example. There are Hall of Famers on other broadcasts. Nobody on these other networks' top broadcasts could be, or you can say, are one of the three best to ever play the position. So, look, you've been in a broadcast booth. I have not analysts or or guys that get into the analyst game they don't all come in with the same level of readiness so what is it you're looking for what is it i may be wrong about by sitting there just pounding the table going put randy moss in the goddamn booth already yeah don't and, and pound away because you know randy moss has proven that he can do it the job on television mm-hmm. that's a concern for for a guy like myself if i walked into a booth and there was a first timer named randy moss who was coming in after his great playing career yeah uh, does he have anything to offer you know, that that's the first thing I ask. I mean, does, hey, am I going to have to interview this guy during the whole game to get him <laughs> to say anything? Right. And, you know, at that point, it, it gets to be monotonous. It gets to be monotonous for me and it gets to be boring for him, too, because he's been interviewed millions of times already. But now you look at Randy Moss on the TV set and you think to yourself, oh, this guy's got some charisma. This guy's got something to say. He's got a lot to say. And he played the game at a high level. He's a Hall of Fame kind of guy. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, that that immediately works for me. But, you know. I could say that Troy Aikman sometimes comes off as a little little snoozy. You know, I mean, there's there's sometimes that he I I fall asleep sometimes watching uh, and listening to him. Uh, you know, Romo's got that it factor. Romo's mm-hmm. got the hey, I don't really care what people think about me. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to start uh, predicting every play. And Jim Nance is going to is going to carry the load here anyway. So why not? You know, give me give me a give me a chance to do this. You know, so I I think you're right. I mean, I think that if just because a guy hasn't done it before. If he's proven his worth in that media realm and shows that he's got something that uh, he has to offer on a set or whether it be in the set or in the booth or on the sideline, whatever, give that man a shot. I'm, I'm good with that. So you and I talked a lot last football season about the Manning cast, and, and I'm going to tie that to the point that we are talking about right now. First of all, by the way, what do you think of my idea of not just Randy Moss, but go get Philip Rivers as well, and give us the most country as hell booth you have ever seen on television. (laughs) 
Oh, shucks. Gosh darn. <laughs> I'm be uh, all right. So I want to, I want to tie the Manning cast uh, to regular broadcasts in this way. We saw, you mentioned Aqib Tlaib calling Rams games. We saw him do select Fox games over each of the last two seasons. Amazon is going to bring in, not for the booth, but for the studio show, they're going to bring in Marshawn Lynch. Like clearly networks are a little bit more willing to take the risk, find someone that really stands out is maybe not polished may not be the right word, but they are not necessarily as worried about sounding perfect as they are of just talking ball, right? Yeah, Where, be real. Yeah, exactly. Where do you see this going? You've been in the industry for a while. You have been in the industry long enough to sort of see this change from everybody is supposed to have the Midwest generic accent to, you know, we can we can talk and joke about a country as hell booth without it being so far-fetched of an idea. Yeah, the only thing that, as a viewer and as someone that's been in the booths before is the the thought of the broadcast kind of getting away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, as, as a play-by-play -play guy, you're doing everything you can to, yeah, let your guy talk because if it's, especially if it's on television, that's what people want to know. People want to see this guy and hear this man who played the game before at a high level or played the game at an average level or just, you know, played the game. Yeah. They want to hear him. I mean, I, I may know what I'm talking about, but who's more credible to, to answer the questions or to talk about it than, than your, than your color analyst who's played the game. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big guy with the saying, okay, everybody's got to sound the same and everybody's got to sound this certain way. I mean, I worked with Tony Gwynn in the booth. Tony Gwynn didn't have, you know, he, the laugh. That was the, the, the infectious part was the laugh. Right. And just the fact that it was Tony Gwynn sitting next to you and he forgot more about hitting than you'll ever know. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's not necessarily the fact that, you know, he didn't, he, he, he had to sound a certain way because he sounded yeah. like himself, which was great. I just worry sometimes about the, and I don't mean horsing around in a bad way here, but I mean, guys, when they get together, you know how it is when you get with your friends, you get with your yep. buddies, you know, you start talking about a game that you're watching on TV. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're not even uh, who's winning. I mean, you know, I mean, you can see it, obviously, but at the same time, you're so distracted. That's why I love the option of the Manning cast, because you could do that kind of thing on a secondary broadcast or an alternate feed, because you're, you're these people are seeking you out to watch that. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm a fan of the teams that are playing, I think I mentioned this when we talked about the Manning cast. If the Bears are playing on Monday Night Football, I'm not messing around with the Manning cast. Yeah, you know, I'm watching the football game because I want to see what's going on with the game. That's the team I have a rooting interest in. But if it's the Browns and the Patriots, give me the Manning cast. You know, give yeah. me something that I can be entertained for. And I don't care if Marshawn Lynch goes and talks about every every flavor flavor of Skittles in the in the world. I mean, <laughs> I, that's fine with me at that point. But you know, th that kind of stuff doesn't belong in the booth to me. I'm I'm very excited to see what Marshawn Lynch is a uh, as a broadcast analyst, whether that is studio or alternate feed or whatever. I'm just very excited to see what it's going to be. Um, all right, so let's wrap up here. We we talked about the salaries of um, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, and we'll throw Tony Romo in there as well. I think Jim Nance just got an eight figure salary as well. How does it hit you, someone that does this for a living? Whenever you hear somebody say the broadcasters add nothing to the game, how on oh. earth are they worth that much money? Like, oh. I, I think it's fair to say, yes, they add something to the game, but also ask, how the hell are they worth that much money, Andy? Franchise, man. I'm telling you, you know, with the NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA, these these leagues play, they pay top dollar. They pay it. So these guys are worth it. They try to keep the, they, they keep the product entertaining, right? There's certain people that know how to do this. There's certain people that know how to sell a horse bleep product, you know, <laughs> right. and there's certain guys that know 
how to go to plan B when you need to go to plan B to keep entertaining, uh, keep entertaining the audience. There's also big moments in games. We, what would the U S Olympic hockey team be without Al Michaels called right. believe in miracles. So, so give me a, give me a break. I mean, that, that stuff right there is, is so meaningful and so powerful that I can say to you, go crazy. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. It's Jack Buck and the, in the, in the, with the Ozzy Gian hitting the home, uh, Ozzie, yeah, Ozzie Smith in the home <laughs> run. I mean, I could just say a couple of words and you know that. So yeah. that, that's a bunch of, you know what, for me, I, I think that uh, the people that say that are just jaded against that human being. They don't like the way they sound. They don't like anything about them and they're going to do everything they can to, to kind of belittle and, and lessen, uh, you know, what, what's being said. But I, I think that these guys mean so much to this product that advertisers like to be on board with these guys. These guys are stars in their own right. That is going to do it for us. Thank you to Andy Maser for taking the time to join me today. Obviously, in terms of what we're keeping an eye on, like I said to Andy, this thing is still up in the air. As we are recording this, Al Michaels has not yet signed uh, with Amazon. That likely will change over the weekend, but we don't know. We still have to watch what is happening at Fox. And oh, by the way, remember, there is the issue of who is going to call the World Series out there. If you're asking me, what am I thinking about for next week? It is this because we still have to wait for all of the, uh, what, dust to settle, chairs to be filled, et cetera, et cetera, before we know for sure that we're done. Talk to you next week, everybody. This concludes our broadcast day. Thanks for listening to the Media Noise Podcast with Dimitri Ravanos. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. And check back soon for new episodes. To stay up to date on the latest sports media happenings, visit BarrettSportsMedia.com. 